This is Manjot, and you're listening to the Jigni Style Podcast, where we talk about everything from pop culture, style, and race, to politics, bad movies, and food, all with a South Asian focus. Last week, I attended an event at the City of Fungro Festival in Vancouver that showcased six fearless, creative Desi women who are disrupting their industries. Two of the women were dole player Melinda Toure and DJ Bianca Maeli, who spoke about being queer women in the Indian music industry. Their words left such a deep impression on me that I wanted to continue the conversation on our podcast. To start, why don't I get each of you to tell a little bit about your artistic practice, like how you, how you started. So um, Bianca, let me start with you. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a DJ and I produce music and music has always been a big part of my life and my family. Um, my grandfather was a pianist and so we were all my cousins and I required to learn piano oh, and okay. every kind of family gathering we had to like do a recital and that kind of thing um, but a lot of people like my mom plays the harp um, my stepdad and you know stepbrother and all you know their family all play like guitars and they all sing and it's there's always been a lot of music in my family so it was just kind of natural that I kind of got into producing and I bought a set of used turntables from a friend and it's kind of Sorry gone from that. there, yeah. Awesome. And how many years have you been um, DJing now? DJing, it's been about five years. Five years. And now, Melinda, you've, you're hey. like a, a world-famous <laughs> yeah. like, uh You've been to Vancouver before. I but have. How did you get your start? Uh, well, I started when I was uh, 16, about 15 years ago. Um, and I have two other siblings, two brothers, and all three of us play. Uh, music also is a huge role in our family. Um, and um, yeah, since then I've been playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you've played like internationally from what I understand. Like we saw you here with DJ Reka. I was here with Reka. In the past I've also performed with Sukbir, B21, um, Lember, Hasimpuri, Sukshin Nishinda, um, and many other artists. Um, these opportunities were really cool. Um, and for them to allow a female dope player when they've worked with many other dope players. Yeah. Um, She's got an impressive roster. I mean, the list goes on and on. When they were doing the bios, Melinda's was like so long, and they're like, and Bianca's little. But no, her her roster's impressive. Now, I wanted to, um, you know, one of the things that I was really moved about, there's this huge, I think there's a community that hasn't been represented in our community, and sitting in the audience, listening to you speak about your performances just like hit me hard. Um, and so I don't want to take any liberties in talking about your experiences for you at all, but um, I want to move in and talking about, talk about what it's like being a South Asian woman and queer and coming out in the community and what your experiences were like. Um, well, I can definitely, you know, it's, I hate using the word struggle necessarily because it's, it's so relative, like we're still so blessed in comparison to so many other people um, in the world, but it's definitely it's been a process and it's been a very difficult process at times and it's it's still a process it's still a journey you know and and a lot of times in the community and with our families it's it's baby steps you know and we're Mm -hmm. still you know we've been out for a lot of years now and it's it's still very slow progress but i think the important thing is that there is progress i agree (laughs) definitely agree um it's been tough on me especially that um the instrumental is normally should i say usually is played by males and um usually the first impression i get is can she last and can she hold the beat down or is she's gonna be good or is she good 
Um, those are a lot of the um, attitude I get or that energy I get from guys. Um, and just having your own identity. I mean, I have short hair and that was a step for me to do, especially in Sikhism, you're supposed to have long hair, you're not supposed to cut hair, but, um, you know, I, I am who I am, and that has nothing to do with my religion. Being happy is um, all I want to see in people and myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I just, just a side note on that, because it's true, we've experienced, I think both experienced a lot of uh, kind of prejudice um, from maybe other male artists before, but I just want to add that through this festival, our experience has been nothing but the complete opposite. You mentioned just the amount of support we got from our male peers from the panel, and it was overwhelming. I mean, it was mm-hmm. so awesome to see, you know, our brothers there and really fully supporting us. And you know, even all the other DJs and musicians have given us nothing but love here. So it's mm-hmm. such a nice, uh, a nice change. But one of the things that really struck me was um, you two had drew up, like written on a piece of paper, um, "We are, I think, we are all Orlando," and had the huge crowd at that event all stand behind it. And I thought that was really important, especially with, I mean, what happened in Orlando at Pulse Nightclub. But like, it's such a complicated situation because you're you're dealing with homophobia and then you're also dealing with Islamophobia and like anti-brown stuff. And I can't imagine, uh, like as people who may not be as entrained to the culture, how hard that is. But I thought it was so important and rich and beautiful to do that there. I think we, need to educate our communities and give them exactly who we are so they have an understanding or a bit of an understanding so we as a community can prevent situations like this or Islamophobia uh, or homophobia or anything because we're all the same we're all one and if they want to you know have any questions that they should ask yeah, and you know, homophobia and Islamophobia is something that directly affects us, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's very important for us to kind of, you know, break down those, those, wall and those walls and those barriers and have those conversations, and we definitely felt that it wasn't right for us to get up there and, you know, talk about what we're doing with music and the club scene and being queer and South Asian without addressing, um, you know, the tragedy and, and what we can do to help, help unite everyone. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people appreciated that. Um, I wanted to go back, like what you talked about your hair, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think earlier you'd mentioned that there's this thing with being a brown woman and having like long, beautiful hair, and what that means when you cut your hair really short and have like it very stylized, and how people react to you. Um, can you tell tell me about some of those experiences? Um, yeah, it's just you know your identity's taken away if you don't have long hair. I have a lot of. For an example, I had an auntie come up to me a couple of weeks ago and, you know, just looked at me from head to toe and said, you know, are you Sikh? And I said, yes. You know, I answered back in Punjabi, yeah, I am Punjabi. And she said, you know, where are you, where are you from? And now the word, the question where are you from can vary to different um, questions. Like, what city are you from? Where are your parents from? What city did they grow up in? And they, and they judge you based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I answered her questions, and then again, she just asked me again in Punjabi, are you a sickney? And then I asked her, you know, what does a sickney have to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and she just looked at me and didn't have any answer. And I was like, yeah, I understand. In my head, I understand, like, sickism, long hair is strength. Um, but strength is built upon yourself through your happiness and what you want in life and what you're going to fight for. Mm-hmm. 
So the whole short hair, I mean, we watch TV, we see these Bollywood actresses have short hair, we see these music videos and Punjabi Punjabi videos where, you know, girls are wearing short skirts, you know, but what what is the difference? Mm-hmm. Do you find that hard? Like the, has it been a challenge, like balancing faith, if that plays a role in your life? Sure. Um, I was actually raised a uh, Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. It's a very strict Protestant Christian religion. Um, yeah, so it's pretty interesting. My dad in India and my mom in Colombia were both raised this religion. Um, oh, they're both the same religion? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, what they were okay. like allowed to marry because they were the same religion. Oh. Okay. Um, so, oh, I've absolutely um, felt a struggle with it. I mean, there's so many. Th- I am, I embody so many things that go against that. You know, tattoos, my sexuality, and I don't really subscribe to any specific religion myself. Um, but I definitely feel like I do miss some of the positive aspects of religion uh, that community that kind of devotion the discipline all that kind of stuff that came along with it mm-hmm. I feel like has been kind of missing from my life and so I feel like recently I started reconnecting with that and finding a balance between the two and I feel like I don't really have to choose between one or the other like I can kind of exist in that in-between space mm-hmm. Um, what was it like when you first came out? Like, if both of you had challenges with your family and you talked about community, but where did you find community or support? Um, yeah, well, where was that space? I think... You want to go first on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta think about this one. Sure, <laughs> sure absolutely. Um, well, definitely. I mean, at first, I definitely felt like that first community I had, which was, you know, uh, my parents, my family, my my schoolmates, my, you know, my religious community, all that, I felt like completely alienated from. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that support that I grew up having um, when I was struggling with coming out and all that, or when after I came out. And my community became my friends, you know, they were definitely my support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I feel like I've kind of I think things are changing and people are becoming a little bit more open and a little bit more willing to have that conversation. And so I've been able to reconnect with some of the, you know, my parents and that kind of thing. It's a process, you know, like I was saying, baby steps, but it's kind of happening, you know, I'm able to connect with them again. And that's one of the reasons that I feel like we both um, feel the need to be vocal about the fact that we're queer in South Asian instead of... um, kind of glossing over that fact or mm. wanting to hide that fact about us because um, we or, didn't have or that. even women who at some point realize or yeah it doesn't have not to be happy and, no yeah like uh, my supporters were my two brothers since day one um, my middle brother who's also a dope player um, the biggest supporter he when I came out he was the first one that I told and mm-hmm. it was funny because just sharing a little story, um, I had my first experience of a kiss with a girl, and I was like, who am I going to tell, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, we're on the way to school, it was in like 11th grade, 12th grade, I can't remember, and we're driving, and I start crying, and I'm like, hey, I really need to talk to you, and um, I was like, I want to share a story, and he's like, oh, I already know you're gay. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, um, and I wiped my tears and I was like, well, that was easy. I hope it's easy when I tell my parents because it's not going to be that easy. But for him to just tell me, like, 
it's okay, like, we'll get through this, gave me hope. Um, but yes, it, we didn't have a community we could have went to. There was, there is a community, but it, I don't think it's strong enough, or it doesn't really allow us to, like, contact them, because a lot of them are scared, so they right. just remain content with where they're at with that community, and, you know, hopefully with being artists, we can make a movement through music, mm-hmm. which is what we want to do. I'm curious, like, within, like, other, say, uh, career spaces, have you ever felt discrimination because of, like, your, like, ethnicity or skin color or anything like that, or is it pretty, has it been pretty, at least inclusive in those spaces for you? Well, we're pretty lucky in Los Angeles. It's pretty diverse. Um, And although there's not many other South Asian queers in Los Angeles, we probably know all the other, you know, three. But at least, you know, like, (laughs) even in queer spaces in Los Angeles, it's not like we're the only brown people. Like, there's, you know, Latin people, there's Persian people. You know, like, it's a very diverse city. What Melinda and I want to do is to bring the South Asian, you know, flavor our you know our music her dole we want to bring that to the queer community so that we haven't that's our goal we're trying to infiltrate <laughs> that but it hasn't happened yet I know we don't have a lot of time, so I also want to touch upon sense of style. What is your sense of style, and how, do you, how have you like developed or curated that? Well, I think with me, um, as I mentioned at the panel, I'd like to create an attire for women to wear men's clothes in their own style and um, express it in their own way and not be judged because it's a man's clothing. And we specifically mean, like, men's South Asian clothing, like kurtas, oh, shirwani, okay, like, okay, that okay, kind okay, of thing, it, like we it. want, we both, and it's funny because we independently had kind of a similar vision, mm-hmm. and so it's funny when we became friends and started collaborating, we were like already on the same wavelength with a lot of this stuff because I've always just loved the aesthetic of men's South Asian clothing yeah. on women. And so it was awesome for me to see, like, when I first started connecting with Jocelyn, you know, aka Horsepower, mm-hmm. and she was wearing men's kurtas and men's sirwanis in her music videos, and I was like, this is fucking fine, you know? Like, <laughs> this oh, is sorry, me. I don't know if I can go. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I, it was my, you know, because it doesn't have to be, like, a queer thing or a straight thing or anything, it's just, yeah. like, an, ex- an expressive thing, like, a style, it's fashion. Like, there are certain looks for, like, even drummers, mm-hmm. like, just regular punk drummers or percussionists, they, they have their own style, it's like black ribbed jeans and boots and black too. Right. And that rock star leather jacket, like, that's a style, but with me, um, playing the dole, yes, it's from a village, it's from Punjab, um, and a lot of the guys there wear, like, shirvakamis or... Cortez and Moje, and I like that it- that attire. Mm-hmm. It's very strong. It's very powerful. It's definitely a movement, and I just feel like that look with me expresses my story. Like as a fat clothes lover, like <laughs> I would tell you, I'm like, oh my god, I want to wear these clothes. Like I wore my partner's Gorta 
also a dress once, nice. um, which was also cool. like yeah, I, I, awesome. but I only did it once because it was literally like I don't have any clothes and we're going to this, <laughs> this like really fancy party and like I grabbed his but I think that sounds great and so you have to tell me when you start your line yeah that's uh, yeah that's on coming the list soon. <laughs> coming soon I, you know, I, I think it's tough because um I've been to our little India town um finding a sponsor that's willing to um give us what we want and, and right. allowing us to wear their men's clothes and have it in a feminine look um and a lot of them said no they're not mm -hmm. interested because a lot of them are also worried about business coming in and oh. how are other people are people going to shop because we support this system and to be honest with you um like rocky said in the panel you know you have to do things for yourself absolutely like so totally that totally like stuck in my head and you have to like, do things for yourself so mm -hmm. my partner that i'm working with like we got each other and that's all we need um so to close off i just want to ask each of you like what does love mean to you right now in your life love to me means freedom um unity um being together as one Love to me is definitely respect and acceptance, and that can mean you know with your significant other, or really just it's a it's it's a you know humanity thing. Like we should all be treating each other with respect and acceptance, and that to me is that to me is love. Awesome, that's really beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> um, everyone, you. you should be following both these amazing artists. Can you three tell us where like your sites and your social media handles? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Mine's pretty easy. You can find everything on my website. It's uh, Bianca, B-I-A-N-C-A, Mayeli, M-A-I-E-L-I dot com. And I have an Instagram. My site will be coming up soon. It's M2Ray5. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you're you. You're welcome. Bye. The music on this podcast can be found on BiancaMayeli dot com. Find more South Asian arts, culture, and style at JigmyStyle.com and join the conversation on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at JigmyStyle. Thanks for joining us.